Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. How are you? Man, life's pretty good. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, man. I'm getting a day older and a, and a day younger. I feel like I'm 35, so. Well, you look 35, so that's good. <laughs> that's good. I appreciate it. That's nice. Hey, so I thought we'd continue our talk on, um, this is, what do we call it? Mining for, what do we call it? Mining for profits from your expenses, and this is episode 76. Perfect. So we're building upon that. Remember, we talked about the three uh, numbers you need to know in your profit and loss statement. You need revenue, your cost of goods sold, or your variable cost, and your fixed costs. And, and those are the three main numbers you need to know. We've already talked about that. Those are your three key numbers. We now did another podcast on six ways to grow your revenue. So now we're going to talk about, uh, I think it's like 12 different ways to reduce your expenses, both your variable costs and your fixed costs. So thought that'd be good that we kind of continue on that. And uh, let me see if I go to share my screen and we'll go from here. I'm on a little iPad today. Let's see how that works. Because Matt is on vacation more than anybody else I know. And this is, this is to be admired. We tell, you know, as we're, as we're switching over to screen share, that's the thing, you know, one of the things that I talk to about others and why you want to be a part of our mastermind is because um, you know, most entrepreneurs aspire to have more money, but the goal is to have more free time so you can enjoy the money. And if anybody I know that's an entrepreneur, I think you, Matt, have probably perfected the, the free time more so than anybody I know. So that's uh, <laughs> kudos to you. That's really funny. That's really good. Hey, so how's my sound? Can you hear me pretty good? I, I hear you. I hear you good. So. All right. Perfect. All right. So. This time we're going to talk about, um, we had talked about the revenue line up here. You got to know your revenue. You got to know your cost of goods sold, which is your variable costs. And you got to know your overhead. So we're going to talk about ways to lower your cost of goods sold and your overhead. We're going to combine those into this one. Um, so before we talk about ways to lower your overhead, your cost of goods sold, let's examine the factors that affect it. Uh, number one is misunderstood pricing. And you and I talked about this offline before. So if you sell a widget, it costs you $100 plus a $75 commission. So your cost of goods sold is $175 to make this widget. So if you want to make a 35% profit margin for each one you sold, how do you determine the price? Yeah. So most Some people. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, you, yeah, go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah, most people just add 35% to that price. Hey, it cost me uh, $175 for the materials and the commissions. I want to make 35% profit margin. So I just add 35% onto that. So I got a $236.25. And the answer is that is completely wrong, right? You just added 35%, but that's not your profit margin because we got to go back and figure out what your, that's your gross profit, but not your net profit, right? Correct. The only thing you care about is how much you actually make to the bottom line. So if I flip over here, it says really, instead of adding 35%, you're really adding the inverse of that, which is 65%. So you take $175 divided by 65%, and your real price you want is $269.23. Yeah, now so I see this all the time. You've seen this before, Dave? Yeah, because what people say is um, I'm they're confusing profit for markup. So the first is showing a 35% markup. Whereas if you want a 35% profit, meaning on your gross sales, if you want to know that every dollar that you gross, 35% of that is gross profit, you have to use the bottom equation, which is 175 divided by 0.65. Then you've got 269.23. And now you've got 
or so if you take 269.23 times 35%, now your $94.23 is profit. When you subtract that profit, you got $175, which is your cost. So that's right. So that's the difference. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's amazing. So that's a $30 difference. So so I see this happen all the time, and whether it be anything, HVAC guys, lawn guys, anybody who has something they're trying to pass, or even dentists trying to pass through like the teeth whitening and stuff like that. Oh, I'm just gonna put a 35% profit margin on that. And so really you're not doing that, you're just putting a 35%, like you said, markup, right? If we want a 35% margin we got to figure out what your net profit margin is and that's how we divide that into this so it's a 30 dollars difference which would be 30 dollars per unit of profit to your bottom line given away yeah multi and how many units do you sell well if you're doing 300,000 a year that's a lot um right uh the other thing we talk about would be discounting that's a great way to ruin things so small business owners discount their price and end up destroying their profit margins depending on your margin if you discount your price by a mere 10 percent you might have to sell 50% more just to break even. So we're talking about if you sell a widget for hundred bucks and you got a 30% profit margin, you end up making $30 for every widget you sell. But if you reduce the price by 10 bucks, so now you're selling it for 90 bucks, well, where do you think that $10 discount comes from? It comes out of that $30 profit. Yeah. And so right. you, 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 if you want to hear something funny, just a little <laughs> while ago, I mean, uh, we, you know, of course we, we've been selling masks and, uh, we had a phone order and the guy wanted to see if he could get a better price than our website. And they said, okay. sure. so the website was $5 a mask, like in a very small quantity. And right. so I, and I said, but that includes shipping. Um, he said, what about without shipping? And I said, well, it's $4 without the shipping. And um, he only bought 15 masks, a very small order. But then, sure. But then when he, when we added the shipping on, he said, I'll pay the shipping separately. It was $15.55. So it cost him 55 cents more by not going up. And he agreed to it. And I'm not, I'm, so <laughs> I didn't actually give him a discount. It actually cost him more. Uh, we made more. So I'm very cautious when I give a discount because, um, again, it, it boils down to knowing your cost um, yes. and, and don't discount because the discount comes straight out of your pocket. Straight out of your pocket. Um, the best example here we, we talked about is uh, I want to go to the go right to the um, example we used about the uh, restaurants, which I think we talked about that one before. Yeah. Uh, here it is. So a restaurant offers a twenty five percent discount on your favorite sixty dollar meal for two. The restaurant next door has the same favorite meal at the exact same price, but they include a bottle of wine and a dessert for each one of you for free. Which restaurant would you do business with? So if you want to take your wife out to a nice meal, you want 25% discount or you want one that includes a bottle of wine and dessert? I think you go for the bottle of wine and dessert. Bottle of wine and dessert. So the bottle of wine is listed for $25 on your menu and the desserts are $6 each, but your cost is only $6 for the wine and a dollar for each dessert. So total cost of eight bucks, right? Yeah. But your, your perceived value is the bottle of wine, 25 bucks plus the two desserts, $12, that's $37. So we had a great little chart right here that says, restaurant A was offering the 25% discount, right? Which comes right out of his profit margin. So meal for two, $60, he had a 50% profit margin, which makes it $30 he was gonna make, but he offered a 25% discount, which is $15, which comes right out of his profit, which now reduces his profit margin by a half, right? So he's only making 15 bucks per dinner. 
uh, restaurant B who would offer the bottle of wine and the two desserts, which only cost him an extra $12, and ended up making $37. I'm sorry, can end up making, uh, what do we say, $20. 20. Yeah. yeah, but the perceived value to the customer was, hey, I got $37 worth of value. So, and, and, and look at this here, though. When you take the two profit margins, one's $15, one's $20. Yep. The, by just adding in the higher perceived value to the end user, restaurant B makes 33% more profit. So <laughs> it's exponentially more profit and the perceived value to the end user, to the, in this case, the, the, uh, the husband and wife are eating in the restaurant, the perceived value is so much higher. So then you have a better, uh, you know, ownership what uh, experience experience is what the word I was looking for a better customer experience because their value is higher, but you made more money. That's what you want in business. Make more money. Right. That's exactly. And this week we talked about this in our, in our other coaching, we talked about increasing profitability, not just by increasing prices, but by increasing the value that you offer. Right? So the, this is offering the wine and two desserts. So now it's not an apples to apples comparison, right? It's an apples to orange comparison. Correct. Right you're going to be comparing yourself to the guy who's given a discount, but, but you can't really compare me because I'm giving you a bottle of wine and uh, two desserts, right? So you're getting rid of the price discount shoppers. Does that make sense? Yes. So we always talk about if you offer a service, then you should offer a product on top of that. If you offer a product, then you could offer a service on top of that. Something value added in addition to whatever you're selling. Here's one right? little Here's one little marketing tip while we're here. And I do want to say this because it always comes to mind. Don't make your, um, if you're going to offer a, um, a wine and two desserts, or you're going to offer a coupon in marketing or whatever, don't make it hard on your customer. Don't, don't ever, let a customer, <laughs> ever right. let a customer show up with an expired coupon and you tell them it's expired. That's, that's, it's just the dumbest thing on the planet because it ruins their customer experience. Um, always honor a coupon. I, I mean, I, I understand if it's a one-time offer, things like that. I get that. But if you're a restaurant owner, it, it, nothing is worse when you get there and they're like, oh, well, that's no longer valid. Or that really hurts the customer experience. This is a marketing guy talking now, not necessarily looking at this all from a business standpoint. No, no, but you know, you bring a great point. So uh, Outback Steakhouse offers a lot of times a free blooming onion, right? Run yep. certain specials during the Outback Bowl during uh, December 31st, they have the Outback Bowl. And if one of the teams wins or who, no matter who wins, they give you a free um, blooming onion, right? So that's a free appetizer. So what does that cost? I don't know. The appetizer might be eight to 10 bucks retail. I don't know what it costs them, a dollar or two dollars. How much does it cost to deep fry an onion? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like a dollar, right? Yeah, probably. But it gets you in the store, and we've done this ourselves. Hey, let's go to Outback because we had a free blooming onion. And then what does that do? Now I'm prone to buy the dessert because you gave me the, the appetizer for free, right? Sure. So now I'm actually going to buy some more than I would have spent because you gave me value. You gave me um, the blooming onion for free. So I'll go ahead and buy dessert. Yeah, so, the goal like of any advertisement, the goal of any ad, right, is to get you in the door. So always yeah. honor the ad. Always yeah. honor the ad. If you can, if it's like if you're selling a discounted bottle of wine and you only had those for, you know, while supplies last, you can't help that. So there's right. a lot of you can. So. so other ways, now we're getting to, here's some six other ways to lower your cost of goods sold, which we're talking about variable costs. 
So we talk about uh, supplier price increases. You might get a, a price increase from your supplier. So we would say, go and obtain um, competitor quotes or offer an annual contract. Tell them that you'll guarantee that you'll buy a certain amount of product in exchange for lower pricing. Um, maybe if the volume, uh, we've done this before for bulk discounts. We've done this before with one of my guys where we bought something with the restaurant down the street, right? So we combined your restaurant order with my restaurant order to the food company. Food companies are very much bulk purchases and bulk discounts. Sure. So it's literally like buying uh, provolone cheese, buying mozzarella cheese. If you and I combine our orders, we get a volume discount for the two orders. And, and I know people in the HVAC business, uh, air conditioning, and they switch brands like every three or four years because those, <laughs> those brands, you know, like they might be all of a sudden for like four years, they're a carrier, you know, carrier air conditioning. And then all of a sudden they're Lennox. I'm like, well, why'd you switch? He goes, because you know, as the cost went up with carrier, um, all of a sudden Lennox came over and wanted our, our volume and they gave us the pricing we want. You know, don't marry. Well, I mean, sometimes you have to marry, a company because it's exclusive and you're the only one who has it, those type of things. But at the same time, it's okay to change your product line if it allows you to make more profit, especially when your customers call you because of you, not because of the brand you're carrying necessarily. Right, right. Uh, warranty and return. So when things uh, get returned to you for failure, you know, find out what it is. Was it your fault? Did you install it right? Was the, was the supply, was the part Defect a uh, default, and so in which case you get the money back from the supplier. Um, I'm not worried about scrap excess inventory, right? So it's always a good time. You're talking about excess inventory on your lighting business, right? So it's that's in your warehouse and it's not making you money over there. So why not get rid of it, right? That's what we're doing. We're closing out this this excess right now because first of all, when I bought it, it was a lot more expensive. So and it's right. taking up room on my on my shelf and. That costs money too because I can't put new, newer stuff in there as well. So yeah, I was literally at the golf store today, and and that's where they're cleaning out their inventory for golf shirts, right? So the golf shirts are, uh, what are they, 30 percent off, right? Uh, markups on golf shirts are usually uh, hundred percent or fifty percent, however you want to call it. You know, it's a ninety dollars shirt; it probably costs them actually about thirty bucks. Probably. So even by giving you a thirty percent discount, selling to me for sixty bucks, they're still making money on that transaction. Uh, go ahead and get them over. Uh, so we talked about lowering your cost of goods sold or your variable cost, misunderstood pricing. You don't just do a markup of 35%. You got to actually do your 35% profit margin. Uh, discounting really hurts you. Supplier price increases hurt you. Warranty and returns hurt you. Excess inventory hurts you. Um, I was going to jump into lower overhead because that's another way. You know, those are basically your fixed costs. Um, and so we, you and I have talked about, I've done this three times just in the last couple of weeks where literally I tell clients to pull out their bank statements, their credit card statements, their invoices, and go through them line by line. And here are the questions. I, I always say yes, no, and maybe. If the expense doesn't help you get a client or keep a client, then you should eliminate it, or at least re-examine it, right? Well, of course, um, this is what we're, we're talking about right now is increasing your profitability by um, cutting, you know, your cost of goods sold and your overhead. Now, if you're super profitable, you may not want to cut everything. We're, we're, we're talking about the flip side because we are, people are coming out of COVID and that's, you know, that's the context here is that if you're looking to cut where you can find, you know, we're mining for profit 
um, out of your expenses. So I'm just making a reference to that. There's, you know, if a company's rolling in the dough, you don't want to start cutting all these expenses because you, you, that'd be dumb anyway, right? So, but no, but it's always good to kind of reset, whether it be on an annual basis or a semi annual basis to go through your expenses. And because you might have subscriptions that you forgot. I just did it myself during this whole thing. It's like I had subscriptions that I kind of forgot that I had, right? So I probably don't need that software service anymore. I had another software service that I use maybe once or twice a year. Gosh, I could just pay for it the once or twice a year that I use it, you know, sign up for, for a month, right? So I'm not talking about being cheap here. I'm just talking about how valuable is it today. And literally, you might, you're going to find, I think we talked about that with the dentist who had a bunch of subscriptions. And we were like, well, why don't you just have better Wi-Fi and, and get rid of all the magazine subscriptions, right? It's costing you know, $1,000 a month for for magazines, nobody reads magazines anymore. They'll just rather give me an hour on my phone and good Wi-Fi. I'd rather have that. Yeah, and if you want something for people to do, put a television screen in your lobby and then put a, a loop that's advertising them about your products and services. That's probably that's a better use of time in your, anyway. It. It's funny you say that. I'm actually talking to a guy right now. That's his line of business where he puts in uh, – TV loop advertising in each other's businesses. So if you own a restaurant, I own a restaurant, somebody else owns a doctor's office, we run the three of our ads into each one of our places of business. See, you know I well, I'm sorry, say that again? Isn't that an interesting business model? It really is because the, I didn't, I, I wasn't thinking of it that way. I was talking to a veterinarian. We, we talked about this a while back, how uh, it put a 12 month, uh, plan together where you every month you have an advertisement going on in your lobby and it's a five minute infomercial maybe maybe no longer than that and then it just loops and it's all about your company what you do in your lobby and for 12 months so you got 12 specials and you know what they are every year you go back and do the same thing but that's a really cool concept where you have multiple businesses kind of sharing on on an expense that's cool. That's cool too. So yeah, it's kind of, yeah, we have talked about that with veterinarians and upselling and downselling and cross selling from veterinarians and dentists by running a, a marketing loop inside. There. But today we're talking about lowering the overhead. So uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier, audit your current suppliers and your vendors, ask for competitive quotes. Even if you're not going to leave your guy, at least ask for better terms, maybe 30 days to 60 days payment terms. Uh, at least keep them honest with with your with the pricing, right? Uh, we find this in the insurance business all the time, which is you should shop your insurance. I'm talking personal and commercial insurance every three years because they just increase it each year automatically five to ten percent, and we then all of a sudden, we yeah, you're thirty percent higher, and you're like, wait a minute, and you just go. This is the same thing for automotive, same thing for business insurance. They, they just kind of uh, take. And insurance want to take advantage of current customers. Sure. Right. Same thing for cell phone businesses and stuff like right. So your cell phone, if you threaten to switch from Verizon to AT and T, you know AT and T's got a better offer. Well, Verizon will match it. So, right. might, so, so we've done that recently. We where I checked my Verizon versus AT and T and got a better rate on my existing plan. You know, I was with Verizon forever. I mean, when I say forever, I'm talking for years and years and years. And then um, we started looking at this. And we're paying $500 a month for roughly 500, <laughs> right at about 500 for like four phones. Right, and, right. And a portable, what do you call that? The hotspot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So five phones. And um, we went to T-Mobile and it's 40 bucks and we could use our own phones as hotspots. So I went from 500 to 160. Now, granted, it's not the same service. I will, I will say that, but is, 
is it, um, you know, $300, but is Verizon $340 better than T-Mobile? I'm willing to drop a few calls here and there. I'll just tell you that. Right. And, and that's a great example. So if you have a business and you got cell phone, just shop your cell phone service, literally. I mean, you could save hundreds of dollars per month. That's per month. Yeah. So you just save whatever, 200 bucks a month, that's 2,400 bucks a year. Save 340 a month. So. 340 a month, holy smokes. See, that's, that's high dollars, right? And that's just a simple cell phone business. Um, talk about outsourcing, uh, accounting, bookkeeping, IT, maintenance and repairs. Think about if, a, if it should be a contract employee instead of a, a I'm sorry, a 1099 person versus an employee. Uh, I personally outsource my bookkeeping. I outsource uh, some IT, some software management myself. Um, you know, it's funny, but I'm going to use an example of accounting. So um, we have an accounting, uh, we do our accounting in-house and we have accounting software and it's like $1,200 a year for, this, uh, to, for the software. But then it's uh, $400, a, like $405 a year for payroll. So okay. payroll is a separate software. It's not even integrated. And you have to do an export out of the payroll into the accounting software. And it comes in through a CSV file. Well, uh, my wife uh, was looking at some of the costs. And she found a, another payroll that she could buy for 50 bucks. So it saved us 350 bucks. <laughs> and it still can do the export. And everything will work fine. Yeah. So right there, that's 350 bucks. Now, granted, it's 350 a year, but we don't have to pay it. Um, right. And again, it's just it's just a little bit here, a little bit there, and it all starts adding up. So. Well, that's that's what's amazing. That's why I tell you to go through your line by line item, as you will find. We could talk about a cell phone bill, and you just talked about your accounting payroll. Gosh, we just saved a bunch of money just between the two of them. Um, I'm, I'm a big user of virtual assistants. I mentioned that. I've actually done this several times, especially even during the last recession, offer employee cost reduction program. And, and the idea there is, is your employees know how to reduce or eliminate costs probably in every phase of their own job. And so what you do is you bonus them a percentage of the savings. I'm going to give you 10%, 20% of the savings, 50% of the savings of the first year, right? So they might go, let's say you have an accounts receivable person or an, a bookkeeper person and she comes up with that payroll savings or the cell phone savings, right? Well, we give them 10, 20% of that savings right there, the first year of savings because they know where all the money is, right? What's cool about that too is um, when there's companies that have those for their, for their, those offers for their employees right. and you're having trouble as a salesperson getting into those companies, and if you talk to the employees and you can save the company a lot of money, that perks up their ears because <laughs> like when we, we put LEDs in a facility, I forget how, how I think it was a hundred or a little over $105,000 of savings the first year for, for this party. We did air conditioning. Oh uh, yeah. And the employee got 10% of the first year's savings. So she got like, a, yeah, she got like a 12,000 and change bonus uh, because she brought us into the company and, we saved them a lot of money, but we came in, you know, they, they, you have the gatekeepers that are there to keep you out as a salesperson. And, and when you have one of those incentives in place, a lot of times the employees will take you right to the top to the decision. Oh, that's great. That's a great example. I put this other one on here, offer landscaping janitorial service to your employees. And actually it was funny. I got that from one of my clients who, um, handyman type services. And it turned out he ended up using, um, a guy from his church 
And then another handyman was actually one of his hygienist husbands who does handyman stuff. So instead of hiring like an expensive landscaping and, and handyman type service, he had those two resources, the church guy and the, uh, the spouse of one of his employees. It, it's exactly what we did. When I had 24 employees, we sent yeah. out a demo to the employees. We had uh, like, we had three bathrooms, you know, one section had a woman's and, and it had, it was a big bathroom. And then the other, uh, we had four bathrooms. So, but uh, we offered them to clean the, you know, just said, hey, does anybody interested in cleaning the, the building, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. once a week? And sure enough, one of the employees said, I'd be glad to do it, you know? Yes. Yeah, extra bonus for that. Saved us money and we just paid her overtime. Um, and and it saved us a lot of money as a company because janitorial is, is is expensive and it was somebody we already trusted with a key to our building. That was another. That's, that's even better. That's really good. Other low overhead ideas, you know, we just talked about canceling unnecessary dues, subscriptions, talk about your phone bill, eliminate overtime, refinance debt. This is a great time to refinance your debt. Uh, rates are, uh, you know, uh, pretty darn low. So if you can refinance the debt, uh, replace travel with video conferencing. I think everybody's now is more of an expert at Zoom than they were three months ago before this started. So you could probably get rid of a lot of, I was talking to one of the bankers that I deal with and he was talking about, you know, new sales probably still wants to be face to face, but ongoing relationships probably, you know, do a lot more Zoom calls as opposed to in office visits. Yeah. And I will say this, um, we do use Zoom. I'm not endorsing Zoom. Um, I have to say that um, we use, I use Cisco, which was uh, GoToMeeting for a long time. It's a more reliable feed, but Zoom costs a lot less. So even, even that type of thing, the difference between, um, you know, GoToMeeting and Zoom can be a, I mean, I, I think it's like $70 a month difference. That's a big chunk of change every month. So that, That's a big difference. Yeah. Um, so we're just talking about this was, you know, we're kind of wrapping this, getting ready to wrap it up, right? So we talked about uh, if you don't have your own profit and loss statement, you should have one, right? But you can literally go through your own bank statements and what are all my deposits? Because that's your revenue. What are all my withdrawals? And those are going to be either your variable costs or your overhead costs, right? Yeah. So you can put together your own uh, profit and loss. Um, there's this great... Um, why is that important? We actually have this great uh, profit acceleration software where we can actually plug your numbers into our software package that tells you the exact numbers of an assessment and how much money you can add directly to the bottom line and how much money you can add to your business. This is the kind of stuff that we do for our coaching clients that Dave and I do. This is the kind of stuff we do in our mastermind group, you know, do the profit acceleration software with your company, with your numbers. So you can see the exact dollars and percentages. Remember, because we were talking about if you increase your revenue by 5% and you decrease your cost of goods sold by five and you decrease your overhead by 5%, what does that do to your bottom line? That's what this software does for you. And, and also talks about, uh, you know, some of our market dominating position and how to increase your leads, joint ventures. It kind of has your whole, our whole um, coaching program in there. So I just wanted to give that as a plug. If you are a coaching client of ours, we do this for you. If you're joining our mastermind group that you and I are doing, you'll get this as well. Um, Correct. Really, that's kind of wrapping it up. Oh, so one last little bonus thing was talking about if you don't know what, you know, you're looking at your um, profit margins, you know, you're in the landscaping business, you're in uh, the daycare. It's really easy actually to Google this. Um, you can actually go, example I have here is uh, Google daycare 
average gross profit margin. And usually you'll get uh, an industry piece like this that'll show you what the uh, profit margins are and what your business should be. So then you could take a look at your own profit and loss and say, how do I compare to the industry average? Again, and then you can say, gosh, in this example, I'm only running 12% margins, but the uh, industry average is 27.6. If I just get to the industry average, I'm going to make an extra $25,000, right? Uh, so it's a great resource. It's a huge resource. That, that spreadsheet you have right there, that's, I'm taking it that's something you put together on your own, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I put that, and that's also what I use in, in going back to the mastermind group and the coaching group that says, look, we're not just going to get you to average profit margins. We're going to get you to above average profit margins, right? With you and I's groups here, we're going to, you know, six different ways to add revenue, uh, 12 different ways to cut costs, uh, six ways to generate new leads, right? Uh, six ways to add value, right? Where we're actually uh, adding, like we talked about, the adding the, the wine and the dessert, right? So you put all these together and it, we're not just going to get you to average profit margins in our mastermind group. We're going to get you to above average profit margins. Yeah, and that's the whole, the whole people, people, I know you're in business for, for profit, but that's the only reason you're in business. Because without the profit, it's not worth being in business. If you want to use, that's what this show is all about, Profitability MD. Using your business as a tool to build long-term wealth. And, and, and eventually, you want to have a business that's sellable. Well, the, the way you sell a business is you have to have a profitable business that can run predominantly without you. That's where the value comes in. I mean, that's. That's where I come. Yep. So I'm just going to recap. We did this last three podcasts on this. Um, knowing your numbers, the three most important numbers to know your revenues, your cost of goods sold and your overhead, or yep. you can say your variable cost and your fixed cost, Right. And we talked about how to exponential growth is if you could have a 5% growth in revenue, a 5% decrease in cost of goods sold and a 5% decrease in overhead, that leads to something in this little example we have up here, about a 45% increase in your net profit. So little 5% increases are exponential growth, right? We talked about that one in our first podcast. The second one, six ways to increase your revenue, increase your prices, sell more stuff, lower the break-even point, leverage your profit and loss statement, use exponential growth, itemize and track accounts receivables. We talked how that's a big one. And then this last one where today we were talking about six factors that affects your cost of goods sold or your variable costs, misunderstood pricing. We talked about the difference between marking up 35% versus a 35% profit margin. We talked about how discounting really hurts your bottom line as opposed to adding the, uh, the wine and the uh, extra desserts. We talked about supplier price increases will hurt you shop around. We talked about lowering your overhead. By auditing your current suppliers, we talked about saving money through your cell phone. You talked about your payroll. Uh, we talked about employee cost reduction programs. We talked about offering landscaping and janitorial services, handyman services to your employees, canceling unnecessary subscription induced. All these are multiple ways to boost your bottom line, right? Okay. All those will easily get the 5% increase in revenue, the 5% decrease in variable costs, and your 5% increase in profit. I mean, it's, it's clear as day. It's, and, it's unbelievable. And the, and the thing about it is I can tell you if you're in our mastermind group, it, it, it's not going to cost you anything because in the first year we're going to help you implement these type of things. And uh, number one, you're going to have confidence because, um, you know, confidence comes from proficiency. Uh, 
but proficiency happens after you're courageous enough to take these steps. And, you, and what a mastermind does is it gives you the ability to talk it over with people like us and others who are, it, we're all heading for a common goal to be more profitable. Well, in the first year, we're going to help you implement all this stuff, which is going to pay for your mastermind group. But then as you grow out, go out years beyond, we're going to show you ways to, to really exponentially grow your company and have a company that's sellable, which is critical. I mean, it doesn't mean you have to sell it. When you have a company that's sellable, the reason somebody wants to buy it is because they don't have to work for it. Well, like I was yeah, describing- The process is in place, exactly. Yeah, I was describing the way Matt is. Uh, I'm not implying that Matt doesn't work, but uh, Matt has a business that is is to the point where it, it predominantly- grows every year and you don't work that hard. You, you yeah, you put systems and processes in place because, and, and that's what we talk about. We would teach you how to make more money, how to take more time off and how to pay less in taxes. I mean, that's really the, the, the gist of our mastermind group is I want you to make more money. I want you to take more time off and I want you to pay less in taxes. Those are the three biggest complaints that I hear from business owners. Those are the three biggest desires that you and I hear from business owners. We just went through a three-part podcast series on how to create exponential growth using your P&L statement. Add that to that profit acceleration software that I mentioned in there that you and I use, where we could go through your numbers and, and your results and see the potential of your business to, to your bottom line. Put that together in a, in a mastermind group that, that meets twice a month, that has a private Facebook group with unlimited questions and resources where we get to, to build upon each other. Um, it is uh, difficult. How could you not be successful? Yeah. How could you not make more money? How could you not take more time off? How could you not pay less in taxes by joining our group? Right? Yeah. And Jim Rohn said it this way. I mean, you're this, you're the, you're the sum total of typically your five closest friends. Well, if you don't have business friends, people that are, striving like you to be, you know, to rule the world. If you don't have those things, then you end up kind of stuck in this and in this uh, rut where you, sometimes you have these decisions you have to make and you're not, you're not confident about the decision. It's great when you have other people you talk to and say, man, I got this, I got this thing, this decision coming up. And what do you think about it? See, ultimately it's your mind that'll decide. But when you have people around you that can oh, I faced that a couple of years ago, or I had something similar. And all of a sudden you get this input. You're like, wow, that really gave me the input. I need to make this decision with confidence. And that's what business is all about. Growing a business is about confidence in your decisions. And that's going to make you um, a much stronger entrepreneur as time goes on. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you want to look at joining our mastermind. We're going to take 10 people. You want to apply, you can uh, reach out to me or Dave at our uh, ProfitabilityMD.com website. You can, uh, you, can Matt at, you can actually reach out to Matt at ProfitabilityMD.com or Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com. That's one way to reach us by email. Um, you know, that's a, that's a great way to get a hold of us. And then we'll do a Zoom call with you and, and see, if, see if the mastermind is right for you, see if you're right for our group as well. So yeah. Sounds perfect. Well, this was great. I really enjoyed this series. I know it got into a little bit more nitty gritty than we want to, may always want to go to, but I mean, that's how you get exponential growth. You got to, you got to know your numbers and you got to know which numbers are the most important and you got to get control of them and, and take action on them. Right. Yep. Matt, it was a good show today. So where can we find you, Matt? Yeah. So we talked about profitabilitymd.com is our website. We are uh, profitabilitymd.com. 
the YouTube channel. We got the Profitability MD, the podcast, anywhere you get your podcasts. We got connect with us. Uh, I'm at LinkedIn, Matt Hudgens over at LinkedIn. And we got my coaching website, 10xprofitblueprint.com. How about you? And of course, you can find us on Profitability MD. You can find me at davidmulvaney.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, David Mulvaney. Um, and we'd love to connect with you and uh, uh, love to talk to you about joining the mastermind. Not for our benefit, for yours. For your benefit. I mean, there is no way that you won't make more money, take more time off, and pay less in taxes. There's just no way. It's, it's, it's a win-win. It's a Absolutely. All right, man. All right. Take care.